him. Plantagenet by Mike Walker. Edward II. The Greatest Traitor. With Sam Troughton as Edward II, Hattie Morahan as Queen Isabella, and Tristan Gravel as Roger Mortimer. Gulls are inland today. Must be stormy out at sea. Don't know about that, my lord. It doesn't matter. We have to get on, sir. There's a big crowd. They want to see Roger Mortimer. They're calling you the greatest traitor. To ride the wheel of fortune. A man goes up, a man goes down. He finds great hatred, but he finds great love too. To have made something and to have lost everything. They're waiting, sir. Oh, he's always been waiting. I don't understand. Old death. Waiting for you and me and kings and queens and favourites too. Gaveston. Pierce Gaveston. Is that where it started? They promised... They gave their word no harm would come to me. None of my guns. But this is wrong. The king... King ain't your pilgrim. There's only you, me, and Owen. And I tell you what, there's only two of us who'll be drinking tonight. It's murder. It's orders. Then for God's sake, give me time to make my peace. Well, from what I heard, Sir Gaveston, peace wasn't exactly what he was making. Uh, Come on. Let me help you here. What? I can... <clears throat> oh, God! Oh, God, help me! Ned, help me! Ned! Ned! Owen, you get the head. They'll want to see that. And we can get out of this bloody well and get a drink. Those horse and pox-ridden, God-cursed bastards! What is it, sir? Ned, what's happened? Pierce, they killed him. Warwick, Lancaster, the rest of them, they gave their word, Roger. They swore he would be safe and they... My lord? Gaveston. He gave himself up, but they killed him anyway. What are you doing here, madam? You never liked him. You never cared about him. Nobody cared as I cared. I care, husband, because it was a cowardly act against all honour. Pay. Oh, every one of them will beg for my mercy and I will say no and they will die slowly and still they won't feel one pinprick of the pain I feel. Sir, please, have your revenge by all means. It was a cowardly act, but for now... Don't talk about now, Roger. How can there be any now or then or tomorrow when Piers is dead? Because you are king and kings must leave. And kings must at times fall in with what can't be changed. You're supposed to be my friend, Roger. How can you talk to me in that way? Do you think I don't care? When my father died, Pierce administered my estates. He was my big brother. He taught me how to fight. You remember that move? The double bluff with the broadsword? Remember the day he showed it to us? How pleased he was. How I couldn't get it right, so he had a small sword made, especially for he me. He was kind. We were not best friends, he and I, but yes, there was respect. So, my lord, go with the Wheel of Fortune and you'll see those that are up will one day be down. Pierce would say the same if he were here now. I wish to God he was. Then show them you're a king. 
face the problems, send an army to Scotland to deal with Robert Bruce. I'll do more than that, Roger. I'll lead an army, just as if he was beside me. Sir, you should perhaps let me, or... I will lead, and I will win, and I shall dedicate my victory to the memory of peers. Gaveston was partial, grasping, arrogant and ambitious beyond all limits. You can't tell me this. I'm the King's friend. And may the Queen have no friends. I have been pushed aside in my own court. I am a King's daughter, a King's sister, but I am not a King's wife. That's not my concern, madam. If you were concerned for the King... Yes, of course I am. Then it is your concern. You are working on me, Majesty. I do not like to be directed. By a woman. By anyone. By your duty, sir. Think on it, my Lord Mortimer. She was clever. I'll give her that. Plant a worm in a man's mind and leave it to work its mischief. And yet she wasn't wrong. And not wholly. The king had given Gaveston his head far too much. And because of it, business was piling up at home and, most seriously, in Scotland. And now, the king was off to lead his army. Any sign of them? Not unless they look like trees, my lord. Can't see a bloody thing in here. Who fights a battle in the forest? We need to get out. What was that? Can't see. Can't see anything. Keep moving. Don't stop. Keep moving. Where? Where are they? They're picking us off. They're supposed to be running away. Sir, we must pull back. Our knights can't fight amongst the trees. They can't fight, Pembroke, because they've no stomach for it. We outnumber the Scots. We five times their weight in armour. But not in a forest with our infantry two miles down the road. We can outflank them. Marshy ground to the north, the bannock burn to the south. Bruce has chosen his ground well. He's done this before. Old men's wars, Pembroke. Sir, you know me. I've never walked away from a fight in my life. Your courage is well attested, Dargentine. And I'm not walking away from this one, but let us have a little light to cut their throats by. Very well. We wait for the morning. It's a fine day, gentlemen. It is that, sir. The army awaits your command. I still say we should pull back. Choose our ground, not his. That would look like a retreat, Pembroke. My father never retreated. I don't intend to either. You won't have to, sir. Here they come. What now? They're on their knees. They know they're lost. They're praying for mercy. <laughs> not to us. It's God's mercy they want. They know today they either win or die. Then let them die. The army will advance. I love to see a battle. Who wouldn't? We were made for war, and in war we're at our best. They came at us like a sea. We can't bring the results up. Bruce has pinned us. It's a killing field. I will not retreat. We can't risk losing you, sir. Damn it, I won't. You must. 
If they take you, then God knows what'll happen. Daughter time! Save the king! I'm not in the habit of retreating. I'll hold them back. Now, go! Uh, yes! We'll hold them! This was supposed to be my battle, not theirs! They'll laugh at me, Roger. They'll say I was my father's only mistake. Your friends will never do that. I swear it. Brothers. Brothers together. For England and King Edward. Yeah! Roger Mortimer, Earl of the March. You have been found guilty of high treason against your lawful king, Edward II of England. Do you have anything to say? No word? I am allowed no word. This is not trial. Your treason is writ large, and you cannot deny it. Is there any reason why sentence should not be passed on you? Hugh Dispenser! He doesn't show his face today, but this is his word. And yet he is the king's loyal servant, and you are a rebel. You will be taken from this court to the Tower of London, where you will, for your treason be quartered, for your murders be hanged, and for your robberies be drawn. Yes. Thus to all traitors, take him away! I was the king's friend. After Gaveston died, it was my shoulder he wept on. So how did I become a traitor? What happened? Or maybe I should say, who happened? The Exchequer needs money, sir. If government is to function, then the enabling bill must go through Parliament, and to do so... Money, money, money. And France still has eyes on Gascony. We need... To allow His Majesty time and peace for consideration of these weighty matters. You are like boys badgering Dispenser, I find such advice to older and better men somewhat impertinent. My lord, forgive me, but answer me this. Go on. I grant you are all great lords. Earl of Pembroke. Norwich. Essex, Lord of the March, all of you men of years, of achievement and wisdom. Why is it then, with all your experience, you bring His Majesty only problems and no answers? Is it because you have none? Your Majesty, may I suggest you send your ministers away until they do have some answers? Who in the devil's name do you think you are, Dispenser? Yeah, I'm sure you know very well, Mort. Dispenser is right, my lord. Give me something other than protestations of loyalty. Give me answers. The council is over. Come. Madam, I have to see you. Have to? What do you want? Well, I hear the view from your balcony is one of the finest and most private. If you wish. There you can see the squire's jakes, and the piggery beyond that wall. There, I believe, is the Westminster Midden. You enjoy scenery? I don't really care for it unless the land is mine. Well, you do have a very great deal of it over there on the marches. I won't waste your time, madam. I have time, sir. I don't. Very well. We're private, as you require, sir. I am the king's good friend. He has many friends, but they don't seem to do him much good. Now he has a new friend. A man called Hugh Dispenser? And I have ten fingers and ten toes. 
I think this man may be different. I, I remember how it was with Gaveston. There was an unspoken agreement between them, as if each knew exactly what the other was thinking. I, I don't say this is the same, but dispenser. I seem to recall, my lord, that a while ago I shared certain thoughts with you. You asked me then, what is this to do with me? I ask you now the same question. We don't want another unholy alliance, madam. Have you come to the Queen to ask her to spy on the King? You dishonour me. Well, that's not what I mean at all. Forgive me. Then what do you mean? Do you even know what you mean? You are very disconcerting, Majesty. You don't talk like a woman at all. Perhaps you have not met many women... <laughs> I can assure you. ...who are not afraid to say what they mean. Particularly when they know what they mean. Nothing to say. Well, what I'm trying to say... Try harder, sir. Hugh Dispenser is intensely ambitious. And you aren't? And every other lord and magnate in the country? Very well. I think his is the hand that will fit perfectly the glove that is the king. And I think Ned feels that too, and that somehow he wants it to happen. He calls you his brother, my lord. I'm merely his wife and an unnatural woman, as you pointed out. I know my duty. I will not form an alliance against the king. I'm not asking for that. Just, just be aware of what is happening. If you notice anything... I am not an informer. If you have concerns, then go to the king. You swore brotherhood at Bannockburn. That should mean something, even to a man who tries to recruit the queen as his spy. She was the most infuriating of women. You never knew where you stood with her. It was... fascinating. Dispenser wanted land in Gower, along the march, and with a king behind him. I take your pawn, Roger. You should have a care. Good move, sir. But sometimes it is worth losing a piece to win in the long run. <laughs> Not where the knights move like that, Roger. Your castle is in danger. Well, proceed carefully, sir. <laughs> I'm not likely to give that up without a struggle. The strategy may cost you valuable pieces. Well, maybe I should send you off to fight the Scots. I thought things were quiet there. For now. Hugh thinks. We think. The time will come soon enough when we have to settle matters once and for all. Well, this time, put a good general in charge. <laughs> you? You could do worse. Not sure I'd quite like to see you in charge of a national army, Roger. You've far too many followers already down there in the marches. What, aren't we brothers, and don't brothers trust each other? Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau. Is this you? Or dispenser. We are one in most decisions. Ned, I've never lied to you. I don't trust him. Are you going to move? There, I think. Neither forward nor backward. A wasted move. You don't like him. Why? Llewellyn Bren. The Welsh rebel. I gave him my word of honour. If he surrendered, he'd be treated well and offered parole. You cannot have missed the fact that whilst I was in Ireland, Dispenser had him hanged, drawn and quartered. You've missed it. I have you forked, Roger. You must lose that castle or your bishop. 
Oh, you could have stopped it. I know. You had promised him nothing, Roger. He was a rebel. He richly deserved his end. My word was given. I do see that, and... And I know, well... Perhaps Hugh is sometimes a bit over-eager, but after all... He'll never cause us another sleepless night. I requested a private audience with the king. Oh, talking to Hugh is just like talking to me, Roger. You two really must make up this quarrel between you. You're both my brothers. I need you both. <sighs> so you save the castle. I'm very attached to it. Of course, sir. You know my concern above all things. Is your own rise, dispenser. You're annoyed about the Welshman, aren't you? Well, I am the King's first minister. A decision needed to be made, and I made it. Clewellyn was too dangerous to remain alive. He was a turd to the flies of rebellion. Huh, very good, Hugh. You see, Roger, there is method and mind at work here. Thank you. I'll have that bishop. And in the Gower? John de Mowbray's land, bought fair and square for a decent price. A higher price than your man offered, and yet we find the king has taken that land from Mowbray and awarded it to... to a good and loyal servant of the crown. Ned, please, listen to me. We go back. You and Pierce became my family when my father died. An and appeal to emotion. The king cannot afford too many enemies, and right now, dispenser, you are bringing in a bumper harvest of them. Don't tell me what I can afford. What next? An appeal to force? It won't be me, but it's been done before. You men of the march are far too powerful, Mortimer. You think too much of yourselves and take too much upon yourselves. You are, as are we all, subject to the king. I suggest you remember that. I am dispenser, as are we all, subject to the laws of this land. I suggest you remember that. Laws are made by men and may be changed by men. Kings are made by God. By God, man, you should have a care. No! Stop! Now! Stop! A naked blade in the presence of the king, Mortimer. And you chatter about law. You had better leave. You don't dismiss me. I am Earl of the March. No clerk tells me when to go. The king tells you, Roger. Go. Be quiet. Think about what happened here today and let it never happen again. Oh, and I would have won had we finished the game. On the contrary, Ned. Three more moves and I would have taken your queen. It was plain that Edward intended to support Dispenser regardless of right or law. He had betrayed our friendship. And I could not let that stand. I was hurt, I admit it, at being replaced by Dispenser. He promises to mend his ways, and then one minute with his favourite, and he's lost again. Yeah. All those who acted against Gaveston, where are they now? Called in the ground. Yes. Our fathers stood against the first Edward, when it had to be done. Longshank's spine was made of steel. Ned is hollow inside. He exists, I think, only when another will animates him. That's deep stuff, cousin. What do we do? We've come too far to stop now. It, it's as if Dispenser is daring us to test his power over the king. And that's what bothers me, cousin. Dispenser is no fool. And I'm no priest to gossip about brands. The only brands I want to see are spilling out of my enemy's skull. Yeah. Our power rests on our power. Mm. I suggest we exercise it. 
So we would act. Not against Ned, but against Dispenser and his greed. They say the king will fly his new hawks today. That's supposed to be magnificent. A present from Lord Dispenser. Will you fly them, madam? I have not been invited to do so. The king is busy, no doubt. No doubt. And your majesty is... As you see. Very beautiful this sunny afternoon. Are you referring to the riverbanks? The tents and coloured flags? The music, perhaps. Do you like music, my lord? I prefer fighting. Ah, more fitting to a man. And more fun. And women don't fight, you believe? I believe they might, if the time and place were right and the cause sufficient. But perhaps I am too old to fight. You are young, madam. I've seen you dance. Your feet hardly touch the ground. And yet you don't care for music, my lord. Do you know the songs of Bertrand de Bourne? Youth and age? A woman is old who sets no warrior's heart afire. A woman is old if she stays faithful to her sire. If her hair hangs like ragged stuff. If her lover's manners are rough. If music no longer delights her heart. And if her words fall like stones with no art. Sir, have a care in what you do. The king may be blind, but his dog has sharp eyes and sharper teeth. Mother! Mother, come. I'm going to fly my goshawk. The king says I can fly him first. My lord prince, how are you? Sir? Lord Mortimer Edward, you remember him? Of course I do. Would you like to see my hawk fly, sir? I'd like nothing better, if the Queen will permit. She will, won't you, Mother? Do you have hawks, sir? Of course I do. Yes, go. Go fly your birds. And, my Lord, I don't speak lightly when I speak with my heart. I don't wish to see your prisoner. Dispenser knew exactly what he was doing. Before provoking his enemies, he'd made sure to buy his friends. I thought we were leading the dance, but he was playing the tune, and within six months our forces were routed and we were suing for peace. I was sentenced to the tower, where I waited for death to come visit. Dolspey, have you come to finish with me? My job is to guard you, not kill you. Well, thank God for that. Until I receive a warrant to do so. Then I still have today. You do. You may leave us. Sir. Oh, I would offer you a seat if I had one. And a drink if I had one. I have news of your family. They're alive? Imprisoned, but alive. Oh, thank God. The wives of my comrades, their children. All imprisoned as the consorts and issue of traitors. Their property confiscated by the Crown, as is yours. And the King? What of him? In Scotland, with the Lord Dispenser. They've decided to teach Robert Bruce a lesson he'll not forget. He's already learned how to beat a stupid general, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid you are right, my lord. But England at least will be glad to see the back of them for a while. Things do not go well in the land. God help us all. 
God, they say, helps those who help themselves. The dispenser is helping himself to England. Will God help him? You are not without friends, my lord. But here in the tower you are surrounded by enemies. You must have a care for yourself. Ask me a question. There is no time. I must take care of myself. The Queen. What does she do in all this? The Queen is in Scotland, beside her husband in his battles. My lord, is it always so uncomfortable on campaign? The rigors of a soldier's life, madam. Here we deal with matters of life and death. <sighs> there are no half measures, eh, Hugh? Absolutely, sir. The Scots must and will be brought to heel like unruly dogs. But unruly dogs can turn on you and nip your ankles, see Hugh. Have no fears, Isabella. You are quite safe with us. I shall give you and England a great victory. The king is most gratified by your show of support, ma'am. Of course. I hope that... Madam, is something wrong? I thought, Sir Hugh, that the enemy were approaching from the north. Yes, madam, that's where they live. They're Scots. Then whose is that army behind us? Sir, we must retreat. Now or we're lost. Not again. My lord. You must save yourself. For the nation. You are too precious to lose. For the queen. We can't leave her. She can shift for herself. You don't understand, Hugh. When my father captured Bruce's wife and sister, he had them caged in the open for all to see and mock. She's your wife, Ned. She understands where her duty lies. We must go at once, sir. Won't it look bad? Not as bad as us in a cage. Don't get up. I wasn't going to. Not what you're used to, my lord. Hard commons in the tower, they tell me. They're not for a soldier, dispenser. We'll do our best to see you don't have to put up with them for long. For long or short, it's all the same to me, and so far, well, your best hasn't really been good enough, has it? Any news of the Queen, or is she still lost somewhere in the mists? I believe Her Majesty was able to find a Flemish ship. She's on her way back to London as we speak. Did I hear two of her women died during her lucky escape? I think that... I have no idea what you hear, and it matters very little what you think, Mortimer, anymore. But what does England think? Not very Lancelot, is it? Deserting the lady. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You'll be dragged naked and upside down on a pallet from here to Tyburn. The crowd are at liberty to throw anything they wish at you, and it will be... A big crowd and a long, slow journey. At the gallows you will be hanged until you are half dead, then lowered so your cot may be cut off and your bowels pulled out of your belly and burnt in front of you. You will be alive and feeling pain during all of this, of course. Then your body will be cut in pieces and buried at the four corners of the city, which means that come the resurrection you will be incomplete and thus unresurrected. The king will sign the warrant tonight. Sleep well. A man dies once in this world, but a coward dies a dozen times a day. You know, I think I'll have them pull out your tongue before they cut off your cod. 
So, would they send me a priest to ease my conscience on my last night on earth? Was that a comfort too far? My lord. It's well you come in darkness, Dolsby. It's the feast of St. Peter. Well, what's that to me? The patron saint of the tower. Downstairs, they're celebrating. They're drunk. I'd rather stay sober if I'm to die. I said you had friends. They don't intend that should happen. Come with me. How can I trust you? My lord, they're going to cut off your bollocks and burn your guts in front of you tomorrow. There's a choice. It's good wine. They'll drink well and sleep better. Hurry. What are we going? How do we get out of here? I don't. You do. This way. Up the steps. At the top. You'll find a rope ladder. Push it over. There'll be a boat waiting. Now go, my lord. Thank you. I go. Got you. No. Step lively there. Who are you? Where do we go? Down river to the coast. We have the tide with us. Well, let's hope God's with us too. Now cover yourself and stay silent until we're well clear. I thought that day I was finished with the tower, but such is the wheel of fortune. The tower was not yet finished with me. But for then, for the morning, I was free. Wake up, my lord. We're there. Where? Here. Ahoy, ship. Ahoy, Scrap. You cargo for us. That we do. Sir? I... I... You are well? I am... safe. <laughs> As am I. And I have you to thank for it. I... don't know what to say. The king... Left me to die in a cage. For all he knew. The king who imprisons mothers, wives and children who taxes London to death. I do not like to see what dispenser is doing to this country. To our friends. We are friends, then, madam. Do you doubt it? Sometimes it's difficult to know. Sometimes it is better to listen to our heart. They often take us to places it may be unwise to go. And yet we go there all the same. You go to France. To my brother the king. Then. Isabella, come with me. Because I'll be safe. A woman is old who sets no warrior's heart afire. A woman is old if she stays faithful to her sire. A woman, but not a queen. We have a choice. As the prince. As long as the king has my son, he has me. But there must be a way. Then find it, Roger. And find it quickly. Because I don't think I have much time. Goodbye. Majesty. Sir Hugh, I am in church. I had noticed. I didn't think you hadn't. I'm in church. I am praying. You had better. 
What? That you had nothing to do with the escape of the traitor Mortimer. Do you know who you're talking to? He's in France with your brother, King Charles. I know very well, madam. And you dare accuse me? Of nothing at all. I merely shared my hope, and the King's hope, that in no way did you, even unintentionally, aid this man. I was not aware that you were the keeper of the King's hopes, Sir Hugh. Mortimer is dangerous. He's a capable leader. He has a following, and... You have not made the King popular. Not the King's business to be popular. <sighs> Agreed. Ordained by God. By God he rules. You forget, Sir Hugh, I am the daughter and sister of kings. I know this. I only regret that my husband has not asked more often for my support. You are the queen. You are his support. Yes. And I would have hoped that he might have valued me a little more in the recent Scottish campaign. I noticed that you said nothing about that since your return. I don't want to embarrass him. I want to be queen. And have a role to play. So we can be assured of your loyalty, madam? No. The king can be assured of my loyalty. My sister always was as devious as the devil's daughter, but this Sir Mortimer escapes me. Well, the Queen writes, I pray that the old question of who owns Gascony does not arise again, for if it did, then war between England and France might only be averted by an embassy which includes the King himself, for only a monarch or his Queen might settle such a vexed question for a certainty. And there you have it, Your Majesty. Uh, not quite, sir. As long as England has a weathercock king, there can never be a strong alliance. Dispenser distrusts France, Ned distrusts France. That could be useful to France. Well, as much as a war brings out the pest in us both, sir. Money is short. Wars are expensive. Trade, on the other hand... Exactly. Hmm. If you offer to negotiate monarch to monarch... He comes to France. What is gained? Oh, he dare not. That's what the Queen knows. Last time he left the country, the barons destroyed Piers Gaveston. He will never risk dispenser in the same way. Put your officer, and the only person he can send of sufficient birth is... Father, I have come to confess. What have you come to confess, daughter? I am thirsty after my voyage. Then follow me to more comfortable quarters. Isabella. They order these things differently in France, then. We are private. Secret. As the confessional. The wheel of fortune plunges a man down and lifts him up to the heights, it seems. The prince is still in England. But you are here. I am here. And... How, sir, have you been since we... since I... I have been reading the troubadours. Your favourite, Bertrand de Bourne. I hope, sir, you have been 
improved and entertained? Oh, very much. At the sound of her soft-spoken words, at the sight of her sweet smile, at the glimpse of white teeth behind red lips, and her body so slender and delicate, pale, arrayed in smooth silk, rose-pink, and my heart stands still in my breast, and possessing her, then I possess. I... No word from France? Nothing yet. It's early times. And the Queen? Our own people surround her. Bishop Winchester sends daily reports. She has met with her brother twice over the past two weeks. Otherwise, she stays sequestered. Her only visits are to churches and abbeys. And she was always fond of saints' relics. She used to collect pilgrimage badges when she was a girl, you know. She doesn't strike me as devout. How would you recognize devotion here? I can recognize loyalty, sir. Is she loyal? She's loyal to her expenses. If we wish, we can always cut off her funds and summon her home. But first, we must settle this business of Gascony. I simply can't afford another foreign blunder after the Scottish affair. Agreed. We keep a watching brief, then. <sighs> Majesty, you have finished your devotions? Indeed I have, Winchester. <laughs> Look, uh, uplifted, quite. Uh... I always feel so very relaxed after a full examination of my conscience. And a totally honest and open confession of my sins and desires, don't you? Oh, oh, of course, Majesty, but we can't spend all our hours of worship. I'm afraid I have to record it mundane matters. Baking bread. Can you smell it? Oh, France is so alive. In England, madam. It's still raining there, I expect. They look for progress in the negotiations. The king's patience... Is as short as his temper. Mm. You are in contact? And by courier with the First Minister? Of course. We need to bring things to a head, yes? Indeed, yes. Then I will see my brother the King as soon as possible. And then we may call a meeting and send to England for instructions. Of course. Huh. Uh, and the First Minister did mention that uh, um, the royal purse is not bottomless. There is, he instructed me to tell you, a limit. I, I do not mean to be... Bishop... It is a privilege to have your advice and support at this time. I know you desire only the best for me. I thank you for your concern. Oh. It comes from uh, loyalty and devotion, madam. Of course. And I hope that you will attend my meeting with King Charles, where, as always, I depend upon your strength and support. Oh. The bishop's in love with you. No, he's in love with himself, in love with me. Well, that's beyond me. He's self-regarding and ambitious. Well, he's sharp for all that. Well, so is a sword. But without a hand, it's useless. So we make sure it's our hand. Stop. If once the prince is here in France, Roger, 
Dare we choose to do it? Dispenser has my lands. My family is in prison. The king rules as a tyrant. The country... The barons and magnates, at least. And the cities. And the lesser merchants. All suffer from Dispenser's greed. They'll support us if it saves the money and looks legal. And with the prince on his father's throne, it will be legal. They'll support us if we win. If God means for this to happen, it will happen. If we dare to say, we will pull down this king and his minister. We will pull down this king and his minister. She said what, Bishop? That her brother, the King of France, is prepared to settle the matter of Gascony if Prince Edward is installed as its lord and gives proper homage to Charles. The King will also knight him and sign a treaty to that effect. It would be a, a triumph. <laughs> you are certain, Winchester, that she is playing straight? She is the Queen, my lord. That's true, Hugh. You can't mistrust the whole world. Ah. Father, you called for me. Hello, Hugh. Prince. My Lord Bishop. Sir, my boy, how would you like to be Duke of Gascony and knighted by the King of France? Knighted? Father? <laughs> really? Now? Now? Well, within a few weeks. I should love it more than anything else in the world, Father. And mind, you'll be representing me and England in front of all those Frenchmen. Oh, I shan't let you down. I know you won't, my dear. Bishop Winchester will be with you to offer advice. And Mother will be there? Of course. Now, Prince, there are a few points we should go over together before you leave. I'll prepare a protocol and we can work it through. Of course, my lord. Oh, Father, hmm? can I take my hawks? I bet they're better than anything the French have got. <laughs> I bet they are too. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I wish this was something you didn't have to worry about. But, but aren't I being knighted? And what about Gascony, Mother? Gascony will be yours in good time. But first, there's something else I have to do. And you can help me do it, Edward. Just as Al Mortimer is helping. It's something very important. I'm not going to be flying my hawks, am I? I'm sorry, sir, but not this time. And what is it? Sometimes things go wrong. People listen to the wrong advice, and what they do as a consequence is also wrong. It can happen to anyone, and mostly things can be set right. If the person will only listen to good advice. Sometimes, however much good advice is offered, people don't listen. They listen instead to bad advice and things get worse and worse. Until everything is spoiled and lost. You're talking about father and law Dispenser, aren't you? Yes, my love. We are. Dispenser cares only for himself. And when he talks, all the good things the king wants get lost and never happen. It's as if there's a voice saying to you, eat sweetmeats. It doesn't matter as long as you enjoy yourself. The rest can go hang. Dispenser must go. And father? 
If he listens, all will be well again. And if he doesn't? I will be king, won't I? There'll be a regency, but yes. You'll be king. And father will not be harmed. I swear it. He will not be harmed. And so do I. Mother, have you thought that everything you said about father and bad advice could as easily be about you and the Earl? Ned was my brother. I wouldn't be here if there was any other way. You said, Earl, that the rest could go hang. If, if anything bad happens to father, if you break your word, then you will hang. I swear it! Are we complete fools, Roger? I dare to love the Queen of England, and... She's to love you. It seems to me there's nothing we can't reach for and grasp if we truly desire it. You fat fool! You horse-swiving priest! You ass-brained cleric! You dirty-eating, fat-breath son of a bitch bastard! Donkey shagging cesspit of a... She let you by the god, didn't she? My lord, how I, 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 she seemed so sweet, womanly, clinging, loving, helpless. It's what they do! But she was the queen! Who happens to be whoring her ass and everything else she's got to that pricksman Mortimer. She's a... a, a you... She-wolf. Bishop, every pulpit in the country this Sunday, the she-wolf of France, who has turned on her own kind and... and... You... Creeps in the night like an assassin to stab English babies in the cradle. Yes, that's the stuff. Bishop, if you want to live beyond Sunday, make it happen. Oh, my lord, of course it will be done. My, my, my word. Go. Do it. So where do we stand? Where do they stand? In Suffolk. Mortimer's got no more than 1,500 men. What about our ships? Well, they were blown off course before they could intercept the landing. Never mind. We have the numbers. Hugh, call in the muster. I want 40, 50,000 men fully armed and ready to march. Get letters of conscription out to all lords and domains that owe us service and issue a reward for the traitor's head. 1,000 pounds. Obviously, I want the prince protected and we'd better not harm Isabella the... She-Wolf of France. Exactly. Let's get it done and scotch this thing before it starts. An unlucky expression. Ned had never had much luck with the Scots and he wasn't to have any better now in England. He and Dispenser had spent years upsetting, offending, insulting and robbing just about every powerful man in the country. They weren't about to do him any favours in return. And they certainly weren't about to put their lives on the line for Hugh Dispenser. I come to you for sanctuary, my Lord Abbot. As a wife wronged. A mother who fears for her son's future. As a woman, weak and helpless. I throw myself upon the mercy of Almighty God and the charity of the people of England. My husband has turned me away. 
whilst he follows the advice of pride and ambition and greed in an unnatural relationship that dare not face the light of the church's truth. How many? Well, none, really. I mean, compared to what he's getting. For every man we pull in, he's buying half a dozen. The thing is, sir, the thing of it is, they don't like you. No, Hugh, the thing of it is, they don't like you. The young prince needs you, Englishmen. He needs your support to avenge the terrible insult done to his sacred and holy mother. Aye! The mothers of England call for the young and the brave to take up arms and throw down this tyranny! This tyrant, dispenser, who insults his followers with pay for an archer of tuppence a day? We spit at your tuppence! True-born Englishmen deserve three times that! Yes! Sixpence a day to follow the prince! Step forward, lad. Behold your king! We should go, sir. Go where? Well, abroad, probably. I don't think it's safe for us anymore in England. Speak for yourself, Hugh. I'm still the king, and I intend to stay that way. For as long as Isabella and Mortimer allow it. The people, the ordinary folk... Please, Ned, stop it. For the first time in a hundred years, master and man are united in one cause. But she's an adulterer. He's a betrayer. They're mired in mortal sin. They haven't been within ten miles of each other since they landed. She plays the deserted wife. She stays at abbeys. She prays ceaselessly. Confesses every day. Old Henry on his knees for Tom Beckett didn't give a better show than the she-wolf. And Mortimer, he's just a loyal soldier who wants to put a good-looking 14-year-old boy on the throne of England. What's not to love in that? It's all over, isn't it? You go. I'll wait. God tells us straight, gentlemen. An unwise king destroys his people. So I say, is it the will of this parliament that the king be deposed and his son be made king in his place? Will they do it? I've talked to every man of consequence in the country and persuaded or bought them. It better. Let it be done! Let it be done! Let it be done! Let the prince be brought in! Remember, sir, no harm to my father. I have no choice in the matter, Roger. Are you... are they... It's not like you to be unsure. 
Are they leaving rotten meat outside the bars in the hope I'll catch the plague and die? Yes. Are they feeding me as little as they can in the hope I'll sicken and die? Yes. Do they make an infernal noise night and day in the hope I'll take my own life and die? Yes. I did not want this, Ned. I've known you since you were a little boy, Roger. You've always known exactly what you wanted. Please don't lie to me. For the first time in my life, I've found level ground to stand on. I'm not disappointing anyone. I'm not listening to anyone. There's no pit inside me now. At last, I am who I am. I wish to God you could have found it earlier. Hugh Dispenser was hanged, drawn and quartered. He would have done the same to you. He was brave. Does that matter? It matters to me. Then I hope you will be brave when it's your turn. I know you promised my son no harm would come to me. And none will. I'm the turd around which the flies of revolt will cluster. You can't let me live. So it will happen, and my son will not forget. I tell you now, Roger, if you cannot kill him, and you cannot, then as sure as we hope for God's mercy, you will face your own gallows. Ned, as far as it makes any difference, Isabella rules, I advise, and the young king listens. But one day, you'll be talking to him. Advising him, and you'll look into his eyes, and you'll see he's no longer listening. There's only a wall so high you'll never scale it, and behind that wall will be King Edward III. And unlike his father, God forgive me, he will be his own man. Goodbye, Roger. My father was right. Once more to my had power and the love of my mother, he found that a man can never have enough land, enough wealth, enough vengeance, or enough power. And the king, that turd to the gathering of flies, had to be cleared away. In the end, I believe he would have turned on me and made himself King of England. I could not let that happen. I had vowed that if he harmed my father, then it would be upon his own head. And so it was. They're waiting, sir. Yes. Yes, of course. No word from the Queen Mother? No word from the Queen Mother. And we have your word, sir. You will not speak her name on the scaffold. As I have the king's word, I will die on the rope and not suffer to have my guts drawn out and burned. It has been agreed. You know that. And there's no point in waiting around, is there? Let's get to it. They say he died well. As a soldier should. That's what he was in the end. A soldier, my soldier, England's soldier, 
I have no part in public life anymore. My son, Ned's son, became what Ned always wanted to be. A great king. Would it have come about if we hadn't dared to think the unthinkable? To choose to throw down a king and become lovers? Roger and his Isabella. In Plantagenet by Mike Walker, Edward II was played by Sam Troughton, Isabella by Hattie Morahan, Mortimer by Tristan Gravel, Dispenser by Jonathan Forbes, and Prince Edward by Joseph Samurai. Other parts were played by Sean Baker, Simon Bubb, James Laley, Peter Polycarpu, Daniel Rabin, and Alan Raglan. Plantagenet is directed by Jeremy Mortimer and Jessica Dromgoul. The young Edward III was to reign for over 50 years. Next week in Plantagenet, the story moves to his grandson and heir, Richard II, who, having proved his mettle in quelling the peasants' revolt, disappoints his courtiers as he pursues peace and culture as an alternative to fighting and swiving. The Moth Radio Hour. Sunday mornings at 11 and again in the evening at 7 on BBC Radio 4 Extra. So I'm adopted and I met my um, birth mother um, when I was 19 years old and my adopted mother was the one who did the search. Um, and she did the search uh, purely based on the fact that I just, I was, it wasn't a big drama around it. I just was always curious, like, I just want to know what my, maybe what my birth mother looked like and maybe could I get a picture. And then my, my adopted mother was, um, I didn't call her adopted. I was like, adopted mama, do you think? No. But my <laughs> adopted mother was really into murder. She wrote and um, obsessed with this. It's a detective show. And so she um, went undercover or pretended to. Anyway, so she found, uh, and she found my uh, birth mother. And uh, Diane was her name. And so uh, we're, so it was happening. We were going to have a reunion. Uh, and it was the two of us, my, 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 my mother and I, were on the, this plane flying to go visit Diane for the first time. And on the plane there, I was, I was, I mean, I was obviously, you know, I was nervous and I was excited and the stakes are high. I mean, I got that. And so, but my, my main concern was that, that there was going to be some big, big dramatic scene at the airport like there was going to be some like ugh, I just my whole my whole life of being adopted I all I did was just do a bunch of shtick around being adopted it was always like my when I was in third grade when we come back from summer break and the teacher would be like what'd you do over the summer break I'd be like I'm adopted <laughs> it was for no reason and then the idea that there was going to be something super like dramatic or like some kind of Oprah moment of like if there's any sobbing or sort of you know like I made a stuffed animal look like you I held it over, you know, like, oh, I don't want any of that weird, or I don't, you know, calling me baby or something. Oh, just none of that, you know, and too over the top. So, um, and that, but, and also, I didn't have any, I, you know, I had a good family. Like, I liked my, I liked my adopted family just fine. I wasn't looking to trade them in so much, but, so I get off the plane, and I, I see her, and um, my God, she, it couldn't, it, it couldn't be any better. She was exactly 
she was better than I could have hoped for. Because I, I first her, her and my mom had their little, they do have like a little moment of like, my mother's like, thank you for our baby. And I'm like, she's never been that grateful, I swear. Anyway, um, <laughs> and so they have a little moment with each other and they're crying and hugging each other. And then Diane looks at me and I can tell that she just sensed that I couldn't, um, I, wasn't, I don't roll like that. I don't roll with all that hug, hug. I wasn't, <laughs> that I didn't want that. And, and she saw me and then she just goes, she's like, that's okay. She goes, we 